With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Zoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Yo, yo, yo. We're back in business. Welcome to a the latest episode of the New Spurs Order Touchline Hotspur. We have a packed house today. This is looking like our midfield, um, a, a midfield five with one up top. I'll let you decide who is the striker. Yao is the striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know Yao is the striker. Um, and them hot takes. Um, but yeah, guys, it's good to be back. It's good to be in the building. And it's good to be a Spurs fan today. Um, I'm just going to go around the crew, introduce my fellow comrades and my fellow warriors. Um, <clears throat> we've had a bit of a tough time of late. Um, but, Sai, what are you saying? You good? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, this this is a live and direct version of Kevin Nash reports. So, yeah, man, we're getting cracking today. We're getting cracking today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, moving to the, to, to the next window here, uh, Tapping Tobes. Goldberg from the NSO, um, a man who's probably not had much sleep, um, judging by his Insta Live and, and how he was <laughs> after the game yesterday. 
But um, Toad, what are you saying, bro? Are you awake? I'm awake, bro. I'm awake. I've been awake, man. I'm ecstatic, man. I've been awake and I've been stepping on ops next. That's what I've been doing, bro. That's what I've been doing, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know who they are. They're going to be listening to this. They know who they are. <laughs> uh, swing back around. Uh, nice direct pass from the middle into our man X-Pac. Owen, what are you saying, bro? Are you good? Yeah, ecstatic. I was just relatively... Um... Glad I didn't have work today and I could just chill out and sit on this win and uh, celebrate in the right way, really. So, yeah, I'm good. That's good. That's good to hear. Nice little day off to, to take it all in. Um, and then Tops, Doctor. Dr. Tops. What, what are you saying, saying man? Yeah, I'm good, man. As you can tell from my mood lighting, I'm definitely in a mood. <laughs> I'm in a big mood. Hey, <laughs> In a big, big mood. And then finally, the big man up top, um, bigger than you think he is. You see him, you think he's a lightweight. You think he's a pushover. But you've heard his takes. Yao, Scott Hall, what are you saying, brother? All right, bruv. You know what? When I went to bed last night, all I kept dreaming was, you want a bamba? You want to roll with the big G's? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yesterday, my head was hot at 84 minutes. Fuming. You man saw me in the group anyway, bro. I was I was losing it. Yeah. At 97 <laughs> minutes, a certain baby in my house was getting spun around in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. It was, it was mayhem in my house. Absolute mayhem. Can so we, um, just just for the record, an uh, honourable shout-out to Yao's Wi-Fi and his stream, which is always about 90 seconds behind everyone else. So, um, <laughs> Yao only true. finished celebrating the goal about midnight last night. Very um, true. He said, yeah. what, what did they score? He said, what? Oh, no, did they score again? We were like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, so, oh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, funny, bro. Okay, so... First things first, for all those listening, um, those tuning in, um, obviously we, we want to recap the week. Yes, we had a great win last night, um, but before that there was a, a game, a big game, that we were supposed to play last Sunday. Um, and for some reason, our quote-unquote noisy neighbours decided to uh, slink off into the darkness um, and postpone the the North London derby, um, a.k.a. the biggest game of our season in terms of, you know, Everyone gets up for this game. It's the one game you want to make sure you're competing in, one game you want to win. Uh, we've got a good record at our place against them. And they chickened out. Apparently, they had four injuries and three AFCON injuries and COVID and everything else. So they decided to run off into the shadows, get ready for their game against Liverpool. Um, and we were left hanging. We were left hanging there. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I think we'll probably go to maybe a couple of cast members on this one. Um Sai, what, what were your thoughts when, when the reports came out that it was going to be postponed? Did you think they would really postpone the North London derby? Them men are definitely not pushing P, bro. They're, them men are pussy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. As far as I'm concerned, man, that, that is one of the most despicable showcases of fassy holism I've ever seen. Because <laughs> there, there, no, there was no justification for it, realistically. I know uh, Tapping is... Probably had to have a few strep cells the amount that he's had to talk about this, but bro, them man, 
Dead man ran. And I, I mean, I mean, it is what it is at this point. We know we're not we know they're not about it. So let's just keep that pushing, man. <laughs> we keep it pushing indeed. Keep pushing indeed. Owen, we you know, once once it all came out, <clears throat> do you, is it advantage them? Do they because they get their players back? Um is it advantage to, to Arsenal or is it or does it maybe work in our favour and get some players back, hopefully get some moves in the uh in, in the window? Um do you know what? I think um it probably still favours us, to be honest. And I'm quite glad in a way that the North London Derby um future win, hopefully for us, is gonna be a better product of a game because um if we had won with the team that we fielded and they fielded, they would have been like, ah, okay, we had this many players unavailable anyway. But now this this probable win is going to be much sweeter, so that's <laughs> fine. But um, I don't know. I wonder if Arsenal have been a little bit clever in trying to actually plan ahead a little bit because getting another game rearranged for us is going to be, again, like detrimental, which has been... I think detrimental to us throughout this whole thing of us like being accused of uh, rescheduling games to get rest. It's actually now we've got a fit in. Um, I think it's a third game now with the Leicester game being played. It would have been four. Now it's three. Um, whereas Arsenal have much less games. I don't think they've got any games to uh, reschedule apart from the North London derby now. And we've actually got a cup to worry about, which we're still in. Uh, they're currently still in. Uh, the Carabao, which they're playing tonight, so fair enough. But yeah, with um, a potential top four fight on and us having to play a cluster of games, yeah, who knows? I think that'll be an advantage for them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, it's it's nice to nice to beat them. We, I think they're un, uh, we are unbeaten at our place against them uh, for a number of years now. Um, I can't remember how long it is. It might be maybe 10 or 12 at our place. I think there's obviously a few draws in there. Um, but we've got quite a good record, quite strong. Um, but it would be nice to beat them uh, when they have their players back and there'll be no excuse um, for their behaviour. Um, like I said, we're not going to stay too long on that. Um, definitely, mm. we all know that um, Toby has probably spoken about this on his 10,000 stream um, shows that he has um, over the past week, so we can move on. So, midweek, they called us games in hand, FC. They called us postponements, FC. I'd rather have the points yes. on the board. I'd rather yeah. have the points on the board. They're talking about games in hand. They're talking about games in hand. All of that. I was just staying silent. Because until the game in hand comes, then we talk. So Leicester was one of the games in hand. It gets rearranged. When we all saw it, we thought Arsenal, Leicester, Chelsea, not the one you want. Obviously, Arsenal did us a bit of a favour. Gave us a bit of breathing space from last week's disappointing game against Chelsea. So now we go into the Wednesday, away at Leicester. One of Harry Kane's favourite fixtures to play in. What are we saying? Yao, were you confident going into this game that we would get a result? Tottenham, mid midweek, under the lights, everyone watching Games in Hand FC. Listen, at the beginning of the game, I weren't confident. I saw the lineup and I said, Jesus, save us. Yeah, it's the start of the new year. Save us, please. And obviously, we're coming off that terrible result against Chelsea. 
two minutes into the game, I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure how I feel about this. But at the 10-minute mark, I was like, if we don't win this game, I'm going to be living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you have to understand, people, my stream was in the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> I needed updates before updates were even coming through my notifications. I had a man say deserved. So there was me thinking, oh, we scored. <laughs> to my surprise, we conceded. And I was like, bloody <laughs> hell, we're here again. We're here again. So, did I think we were going to get a result? Not at the beginning of the game. Not at kickoff. When it got to about 10, 15 minutes, I was like, this is us. Like, but we Spurs. There's more than likely we could throw this game away. When we got it to 1-1, I was like, if we go 2-1 up, we're going to win this game. Easily. I'm going to cruise with it. And then, yeah, you know what happened. Uh, we conceded. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's just pause there because we don't, you don't, and, uh, don't give yeah, anyone too much, too, much too early. Too much, bro. The emotions were... <laughs> listen, man, let, let me let me tell you what happened afterwards, isn't it? I won't even tell you what, you know, what certain man did here. But let me tell you what I did afterwards, yeah? After the result, I switched off the TV, looked up to the heavens and said, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Because it's been a tough week, yeah? Man's been working all week. I needed some time to enjoy myself. Today, when I walked out of my house, the first person I saw, I looked at them and I thought, you have no clue, bruv. That's the loss. There, I've given you a present. <laughs> and I bopped off, yeah? And I didn't even care. I didn't even care if the person watches football or not. Just had to let them know. That's the loss, bruv. <laughs> I mean, and I feel like, I have the right to be happy right now. Do you know why? Because Tottenham Hotspurs do this to me all the time. They take me to the middle of hell where me and the devil himself have conversations. And I don't like the devil. I never have. And then when it's all said and done and I'm about to stay my last few days in hell, that's when the light comes. Oh, and I'm back, baby. We're all back with Spurs. You <laughs> bloody rats. Never do that to me again. Sai, I want to come to you because, Sai, you you and I have had multiple conversations about tactics, right? <clears throat> and it was quite obvious from the lineup that we were going to 3-5-2. Um, is that the way forward? I mean, we, we debated this when Conte came in, 3-4-3, 3-5-2, what's he going to play? Um against Liverpool played 3-5-2, one of our better performances. Um, and then last night, 3-5-2. What, what is it that you maybe saw or see in that that gives us a bit of an edge? So the, the first half in particular, I, I'd say, was a, was a definite highlight of how this system, how this formation, how the sort of uh, structure of the team should look and how we can capitalize from it. Um first and foremost I'm I'm not I'm not Mr uh starting lineup. I very rarely indulge in those conversations. They piss me off in all honesty. It's like players play for Spurs, they're going to see the pitch. But when you get players in the right spots like a Harry Winks playing as a pivot with Skip having a bit more license to stretch his legs and show his youth I'm a happy man. So 
with with the extra man in midfield, what it allowed us to do is spread the pitch wider. So we saw Tanganga on the right-hand side and Davis on the left-hand side spreading pretty much to the touchline. I like to see that because what that allows is it allows Winks to add a little bit more security, drop in to pick up the ball from deep. It leaves less of an onus on Sanchez to be the distributor from the back and it allows the wing-backs to push up further forward. And with the with the lack of an additional man up top, you need those extra bodies in the final third to actually stretch the pitch, combine on the edge of the penalty box. And ultimately, we saw early on, we were creating chances left, right and centre. Leicester mm. couldn't really deal with the overloads. Um, I felt like Emerson was particularly poor, given the fact that he was always the extra man. But Tanganga, in a lot of instances, compensated for that in combining with Skip and allowing us to sort of uh, make dummy runs on that side while focusing the play majority on the left-hand side. Um, we obviously had Lucas up top running that left channel, creating a little bit of problems. Not enough problems, but a few problems for uh, Chowdhury, who for some reason was playing in the back. Uh but yeah, man, I was very, very pleased. If we can get if we can get the um the combination of players and, and actual talent on the pitch, then I think that would be the way forward. A free five yeah. two. Yeah, to- Tobes, you were you were right there. You were in the stands. Leicester away on a Wednesday night. That is what we call commitment, guys. Um <clears throat> you were there on the front lines, my friend. What was it like in the stadium? What was what was the vibe? In, in the crowd, what were they saying? Especially once the game got away and we started working our way towards 20, um, 22, 25 shots um, and then like 10 on target. Um, just, a, just a quick uh, moment. Um, rest in forever peace, Nuno Ball, um, with our one shot on target in three games. Um, Tobes, what are you saying? What was it like? It was, <clears throat> it was encouraging, man. It was encouraging because um, the last time the last time we came to that ground with fans um, was when we obviously lost 2-1 when Madison scored that screamer. And um, it was it was just a much better performance, like in possession. Like everyone was like, like there was an air of inevitability about us scoring, especially at halftime. At halftime, all the chat was, if we keep up, if we keep up this performance, like we're going to pepper them, we're going to pepper them. Like there wasn't really that worry even though Leicester did have like some chances, they were able to create chances. There was always like a, there was always a positive thing, a f- positive feeling that we were going to like win the game. And it was only until Madison scored that goal. I think he scored in like the seventies, late seventies or early 80 minutes. I can't remember, but like, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when he scored that goal, it was like, it was the first time when we actually genuinely thought raw, like we actually might lose this game. And it was a feeling of anger because like fair enough. Like we've not really been a a, a, a side to, that's been pleasing on the eye, but like that game, we actually played some good stuff. We created a lot of chances. We put them under consistent pressure, and our midfield used the ball well. And you're just thinking, we've actually done a lot of the things that we wanted this team to do well. Like we've done it in this game, and we're still not going to win. That's why, like, <laughs> it turned to anger, which is why I can resonate <laughs> with with Yao. Like it turned to anger because you're just thinking, how the hell have we not won this game? But then, bang! It was just, yeah, it was, it was mental, mental, mental. Last few minutes, mental, mental, mental. Um, just quick shout out. Head over to our Instagram page to see um the video of the away end at the end. 
um, Toby supplied some footage for us. It is enjoyable. I've watched it about a thousand times. Um, Tops, were you were you in that same boat? The emotional roller coaster. Were you, did you feel anger? Did you feel? Do you know what? First half, did you feel inevitable? Yeah, we're gonna win this. We're gonna battle them. Like, was it was it a funny. You? It was a funny one because <laughs> when I was watching the game, like, I just kept saying to myself, the way we're playing, we're all over them. Their goals. I, I just, I just said to myself, both of them. I felt like were both undeserved. I, I, I just felt like they had taken snap chances that had fallen to them. But up to that point, you know, we had been on top for a lot of the game. Uh, we had been in control for large parts of the game and we, we'd created the best chances. Like, although I was frustrated and I was, I was, I was showing that in the group as well, I just had, a, I, just, I don't know, I had an inkling that we could still get something from the game. Be it a draw, definitely not a win. I just kept thinking we can definitely, definitely get something here. And to be honest with you, when we did, I was I was absolutely elated when, when we got when we got the draw, but then to win the game. Hey, listen, first things first. Fuck Brendan Rogers, yeah? Fuck that guy. First things first, actually. I almost forgot. Fuck Brendan Rogers. Because that guy, he tried to do a madness on Conte's name. And that guy is a perennial bottler. We know that for sure now. We know that for sure. So for Tottenham to come to their house, to dunk on their heads the way we did, yeah, he needs to put some respect on Conte's name. He needs to respectfully hold that. Actually, disrespectfully hold that. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, this man's comparing Conte style to Nuno. I said, no stinking way. This man had uh, <laughs> best of God and this man had Jesus Christ, um, bums. Sumare and bums like so you two get out of here, man. Respectfully, disrespectfully, hold that pussy, man. Hold that. <laughs> <laughs> hold um, that, he says. Right. Hey, do you know the do you know the funniest thing? The the fact of the matter is is Stephen Ro- uh Brendan Rogers. Stephen Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> but he ain't no captain, my guy. Jeez, um, that guy <laughs> might be the spursiest manager of all time. Facts of all time. Big, big facts. Big it's facts. facts of all time. Uh, yeah. You can deny it anymore, man. Like he actually just—he is the specialist when it comes to snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Honestly, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. How do you lose a game two-one up? With like thirty seconds of stoppage time left, how? <laughs> I tell you how. I tell you how. You get born in a particular time period of life, yeah. You become a Liverpool manager. You go to Celtic, win some trophies because it's a poor league. You come back to England as a Leicester City manager. Uh, people forget that your last name's Rogers, and then you face Spurs. Now, let me let me explain this. Why I just said that, yeah, because the honourable gentleman Booker T came in with nothing but fire. Album out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you this now. Brendan Rodgers has been in charge of Leicester City when I've seen Spurs losing to them with less than 10 minutes to go and lose both games. In fact, the funny thing about yesterday, yeah, was the clip I saw before kickoff was Bale doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what Bale did, 
Obviously, if you just moved to the I remember, I remember, yeah. He jogged off like, ooh, you man have felt it again. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> and we won that game 4-2. Mind you, this is coming off. This is Mason in charge. Mason, 19-year-old. Mm, I've never been a manager. Used to work in a call center. That, that was the guy that was in charge. And we got the job done. Now you're talking to Antonio Don Conte. A man that's already he, he, he obviously that thinks he's on a level. He thinks he's on a level. He can yeah, talk yeah, to I mean one. that's I mean that's nice. That's nice to think that you're on a level. You know, there's there's people outside when you know, whenever I go out, they probably think that me and them are on the same level. The problem is you don't know me. I'm way too high. Relax yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Change your name you, to you, Edge. You think yeah. you know me. You need to know the levels. It's not every day. It's not every day our positivity is just going to... Sometimes you need tenacity, yeah? And that's what Conte is about. Bruv, I saw him celebrating at 2-2. And I was like, yo, this guy, he he lifted everyone. He's like, come on, come on. Bravo, bravo. Magnifico, man. I said, yes, yes. I saw, I saw Tops. He dashed his hat. Lucas took his hat, put it on somebody else, said, I'm coming back for that hat. Don't worry about that. That hat I'm coming back for. Yeah. And at 3 2, he returned, came back for that same hat that Tops have thrown, dash it on the ground. He said, Hold that fussy, old bruv. Hold that complex. <laughs> yeah. What do you know about that, bruv? <laughs> the, Don, the Don definitely came through for us. It was good to see, as ever, as ever, to see his passion on the sidelines and hearing the away fans singing um, Toby's song. Um, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Um, Owen, I'm coming to you. You haven't, you haven't uh, given us a bit of a critique on the game. Um, interesting stat here. Um, <clears throat> we outpassed them. Had more possession than them. Our pass Not surprised. Than anything. Not pass surprised. Accuracy. We, we okay. were better on that. Um, mm-hmm. is, it, is it time? <laughs> is it time for us to respect um even more so than we have done in recent weeks the man they call the man the myth not yet legend that they call harry winks is he the reason why we were able to dominate that game speak on that please (laughs) um i believe so yeah i mean with that functioning 352 midfield and him at the base um it was always going to suit him, I think, especially, again, under Conte's patterns. Um, yeah, his managing of pass selection was was quite key in us sustaining pressure, I think. Obviously, he's known for the sideways passing, backwards passing. Like Again, he knew when to reset and he knew when to switch it and he knew when to play it over the top. I think he created like three or four chances in the first half, one of which being the, the first Kane goal. A bit of a shameless assist, though, to be honest, because Kane did pretty much most of the work with a classy uh, run and finish. But, yeah, <laughs> it summed him up, to be honest. Um, him playing with Skip in there as well, I think they've got a good understanding. Um, Huibier struggled a bit in there as well until the end. Um, but, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it, it just suits us playing the three-five-two. Uh, having that three midfield with Winks at the base, or at least part of the midfield as well. Like, I wouldn't be mad if Skip was at the base either. Like, either or, I think it still works and functions well. Um, yeah, 
the remontada is pretty much almost complete. I just hope that he obviously still carries it on. It was a weakened-ish Leicester side, even though they had the numbers in midfield. I mean, he was up against Tielemans and Madison. So, yeah, fair play to him. Um, yeah, it, it didn't seem like they had 11 players out. Um, obviously, they did. You know, I mean, well, actually, some of those players, like some were on the bench. Um, Oh, we lost Dave. <laughs> we may have lost that host. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, Hobbs. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go to you. Um, Harry Kane. He had one of his best games under Conte. One of his best games all season. In in that game. Um, what was it like being in the stadium watching, watching that that kind of performance where he seems like he's up for it from minute one. He wants to take over the game. Um, and and he's he's trying to affect the game in so many different ways. He's obviously, had some really um, miss. He had some missed chances, um, but then yeah, obviously delivered when he need to. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> me and Sal, <clears throat> we spoke about this on uh, a space on, on spaces yesterday. I personally felt he was he was quality yesterday. I think the only thing that I was missing for me was his killer instinct in front of goal. For some reason, he's actually lost like his cutting edge in front of goal. It's weird. He scored a really good goal, but like he missed a point blank header. He blazed a chance that he normally slots away when he was running through on goal as well. Like he, his finishing has definitely been has been poor this season, but like his general play was was of a really good standard. Um, I think with Harry Kane, it's <clears throat> because of the type of player he is, it's easy to see when Harry Kane is playing badly because the ball's not sticking he's not winning aerial duels he's not bringing others into play he's not being able to he's not able to sort of pass pass the ball where he needs to pass it um but he played really well man and like i maybe he played he probably played better than i expected but i expected a, a solid performance from harry kane and me and yao were discussing this earlier on in the week like I've I've been singing I've been singing this guy's praises. And I know Tops has been the same as all. Like he's clearly improving week by week, and I think he's getting back to a level that we associate with Harry Kane. It's just the goals need to come now. Like he scored against Leicester, it's good. We need to get the goal scoring back to a good standard. But the general performances for me are getting better and better and better. And in a period where Son is injured. And Son is play- Son is a player who stepped up for us in in recent years. He's actually been quite clutch against some of the big sides. Like we need Harry Kane to to show us why like he's the best player. And it's good to actually have him in form now. It's annoying because we literally played Chelsea. Then we have the international break, which is a bit of a disruption. But I'm hoping he carries this form into Sunday's game and then carries it on post um, the international break. And also big up Harry. Harry Winks as well on the corners. Like he put in some really good corners yesterday. I think I think Spurs need to regular. not make that like a, a one-off. I think they need to they need to sort of keep that as a regular. I'm not gonna lie, because we we struggle with corners and he was putting in some really good balls into the box yesterday. So boy. Yeah, that was yeah, one feature of the game. I think I think that was very um, good to see. I feel like I'm echoing it somewhere. No, I can't hear an echo. All right. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to see that you know we're getting crosses in the box. Regulon played very well. 
Um, honorable shout out to him. Uh, Winks definitely on the corners. Obviously, you mentioned Harry Kane having that that um, I think he hit was that one on the crossbar from that? Yeah, from he hit the, the crossbar. Yeah, from one hit the crossbar. Um, yeah, and that was from Winks's delivery. Um, <clears throat> Winks was popping up all over the pitch. It was you know giving respect. Um, but like I said, Harry Kane, eighteen goals in seventeen games against Leicester. There must be something about. That club hey, that he hates. Hey, listen, listen. Boxing Day and Leicester. Something, something dark. Something happened while he was on that loan spell because that motherfucker <laughs> had a game against these guys every single time. <laughs> Someone didn't chat nice to his, to his girlfriend or whatever. Bro. Yeah, bro. No, no I, I, I don't want to talk about his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> What the cock happened? Yeah, bro. Whoa, shit. Oh, shit. I just want to say the chat again. Listen. What did you say in the chat? Hey, we can't, we, can't, we can't say too much. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know what's... Them defenders as well. Sorry, them centre-backs are ass. A-S-S. Capital A-S-S. Vestergaard is trash. Uh, yeah, some yeah. of our fans actually wanted him at the club last year. No, Take no. that in. The yeah, guy the turns yeah, like a double-decker yeah. bus. He is fucking trash. And so Yanchu is a fraud. Lord Farquhar yeah. is a fraud. He is I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm Harry getting King. all of my all of my Turkish privilege off today, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. I read it off. So now, yeah, same. Fucking same. extra back where he came from, bro. Nah. You, know, you know what's um what's mad about the performance from the lads? Should I say, especially Harold? Um, he's earned his first name back. Uh, we, we'll discuss his last name on another pod, but he's earned his first name. Like, the thing that I found mad about the game, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So the header, I think everyone was being harsh. I said it in the group. I was like, there's there's not much he could have done there. Like, he's, he's hit it flush. Nine times out of ten, that hits the roof of the net. We're all celebrating, yeah? But it hit the bar this time. I was like, cool. The one chance I was like, all right, fine. You can you can cuss man on was when he was basically through on goal, and he sent it into the stands like Sissoko, like that that was that was unacceptable. Yeah, that that one I can I can let man throw a little shot at, but with the corners, listen. For for a long time his name was Stinko or Stinks. Yeah, he's earned the W back because we won yesterday, innit? So winks. Definitely needs to be on corners, but another guy needs to be on corners. He put in some deliveries, regulon, blood fire oh, from the other side. Bro. I said, Whoa, left and right. Super, super, I, said, I said, The deliveries yeah. were on, on task, bruv. Having man, I saw defenders. I said, Cool, that's the way I, that's the way I want to see you defending. I want you struggling. Hey, I'm gonna say something about um, so you true, yeah. I know bare Turkish man, yeah. Obviously, sir, you're my brother, fam. You man need to write this guy off. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this guy can't go down there, Edmonton. You know that's where most of my brothers are. Yusuf and them man there. Shout out to Yusuf. Hey, they can't go down there, bro. Because what, what you cannot be burnt by Harold. Harold cannot be burning you on the pitch. He uh. takes nine steps to get into stride, yeah, and blazed Soyuncu to the ball. I said. Wow, this guy's really slow. I'm talking like 29 <laughs> pace, bruv. Th- that is incredible. So, bruv, sort that out. By the way, <laughs> I just wanted to ask, um, again, yourself, Scott Hall, and more so maybe the host as well. Uh, is there someone else that might be getting his name back? 
Who's I that? was gonna go into that. I was gonna oh, get there. I was gonna get there. Hey man, hey, I was gonna get there. Hey, that that hey. piri piri mild. I was gonna get there. So that's, that's a very nice segue. Thank you, Owen. Um, <clears throat> just talking about deliveries. Talking about crosses. Talking about wing play. There's a member of our team uh, who was previously known as Emerson Royale. I believe one of us christened him as Hermes. Because his deliveries were so bad, and now we're downgrading him to Chicken Royale. Because, as you know, if you grew up in any ends area, you grew up in any hood, if you have that Chicken Royale from certain shops, your belly's running just running for a good couple of days. Um, so he plays yesterday and probably stinks up the joint. You know, it was such a contrast, regulars on one side. Putting in, in in crosses and and winks is putting in passes. Then he gets out to Emerson, and and it's letting us down. And Conte, even though we were on top, even though at one point in a ten minute span we had ninety two percent possession, Conte makes a change at half time, <clears throat> and he brings on <clears throat> he brings on Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Man's Quillo. Matthew. You know. Matthew. <laughs> That's full name. Matthew. Oh. You know what? You know what? I call him Matthew because <clears throat> the first thing I saw him do was a quite an intelligent cutback that anyone else didn't didn't um, yeah. didn't read. Then the second thing I seen him do was a nice little lofted ball. I was like, Matthew's here to play. The dink in it. Then I see him making a run into the box trying to get a shot on target. Matthew's trying to get his place back. Number two, I have to retire that jersey. Put up in the in not not necessarily retire it to the to the rafters, <clears throat> but we'll put it locked away for a couple of weeks at least. Sign. Am I am I going too early? Is it or well, did I actually see him putting a good performance yesterday? I thought it was decent. I thought it was decent in it. Like uh, as as I said in the first half, Emerson was a net negative. Um, we we've had this debate quite a lot. Like from the first two games, I knew something wasn't quite right with that guy, and I tend not to write players off early. But boy, that guy is a cowardly lion, bro. Like he refuses to take a take on. He there's no adventure in his game. He's he's not a liability in terms of defensively, but going forward, you would prefer the ball not to end up at his feet if you want to try and score a goal. So the fact that Doherty had so much of an impact and was so involved is a massive positive, to be perfectly honest. And you got to give credit where it's due. But his, his, his jersey's hanging on the banister, at the, at the, at the bottom of the banister. Yeah. It's all right. I don't know why telling you you got to take it upstairs. Like, yeah, 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 I see, yeah. It, I see it. It's on a clothes horse. Yeah, that's about uh, yeah, you, know, you know, nah. Exactly. Listen, I tried, didn't I? <laughs> I tried. No, I was going to be nice, but I can't. No, get rid of him. Listen, well done to him coming on and doing what he did. Yeah, but nah, get rid of him. Get rid of him and, and that freaking gone off chicken royale that, that we've got at right. You know what? Actually, let me say this. I'm going into the mad scientist thought process. <clears throat> royale, who's not so royal. Is absolutely horrific going forward, but it's not so bad defensively. 
Yeah, like he's he's actually like I don't really feel many people taking him on. And in my head, I was like, why don't you just put him as a right centre back? If we play three at the back, he he doesn't have to go forward, doesn't have to be afraid of crossing that line. Could just defend and pass. Yeah, because we're gonna get a, a right wing back anyway, so he's he's not gonna be the starting right wing back at some point in his career. It's not it's no longer there for him. He might as well convert over um, because. Let me tell you this now, yeah. I don't care for the result, but Sanchez has to go. <laughs> this guy has to disappear tomorrow, yeah. Now, the person that saved this guy's life is another guy that has to go. In fact, he should have gone last year. Don't say, don't say gentle, Ben. Don't Bruh, say you're gonna say no, Tanganga no, no, and Ben. No, 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 none of them. None of them. I actually think they all played. They all played all right yesterday, man. None of them. It's, it's a particular man. Once I say everybody will man, the man with no source, his name is Hoy, but there's no Hoysin, yeah? This guy here, listen, I know, listen, I know he saved Sanchez. I know he did, yeah? Great block, fantastic. I know he was pivotal in both of those final moments. Fantastic, clap for yourself, well done. Go home, clap your wife. I know he was also pivotal after, you know, confirmed situations, yeah, of pulling... Bergwijn away from the crowd, which would have given him a second yellow card. Yeah, great, that's fantastic. But big man, I know fraudsters when I see them. Yeah, I know when man bang 419 to the rafters, and that brother has been swinging cards from the day of birth. Get him out at any chance possible. If it can't be this window this summer, I want no more poison. So it's not even good for you. I need that. It's I need good. that. I started eating sushi, so I like. I started eating sushi. I, I, went, I, I bought I, duck I, duck wrap yesterday, and it had hoisin sauce. You. So I love me some hoisin sauce. I, I'm Keep warning you, bro. Be careful with hoisin sauce. Keep them at this club. Upgrade it. Biggest fashion merchant. He is. He is me. He's a passion merchant, and he's not good at. You're taking the piss. You are taking the piss. Hey, listen, yeah, like, yeah, at this point, like. I'm I'm watching this guy so closely. Bruv, he needs a hip replacement. Time. He needs a hip replacement. He, <laughs> he's the most immobile player I've seen um, at Spurs in over a decade. It's like mad. it's actually sad. It's it's funny to me that someone who is sort of renowned for running around kicking people hasn't even kicked anyone in like Nobody. seven weeks. He's not gotten close to anybody to even kick him. So as soon as we made the chip, like. This will be the first time I've ever criticized Conte, right? That substitution Same. and the, the subsequent sliding of Hoybier into the pivot role is the worst decision I've seen him make since he's been at Spurs. Like, and we saw it instantly. As soon as the ball was played into his space, he's jockeyed with his arms wide, like he's playing goalkeeper for a penalty shootout or something. And looking over his shoulder to see where the help is, it's like, rude boy. You're the help. This is your role. In this situation, what you're supposed to do is assess the play, anticipate it, and cut that fucking ball out. Ball's in the back of the net. I was pissed. I was Yeah, pissed. man. I, I absolutely <clears throat> agree, man. He, I just The more and more we see him, the more and more we realise how limited he is. Like, any discernible qualities of his just look so poor right now. Like, he's not a great passer. He's not a great tackler. 
Like it doesn't even organise play well enough at, at, at this point. I don't even see why. I don't, I don't even see why we seem to think that there is a player that will help play the way Conte wants to play. Like it's 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 quite frustrating. And what's even more annoying is that in the end we win the game, and people look at the game and say because he did that block at the end, and because he was able to uh, do the pre-assist for the first Burge goal. All of a sudden, ah, he had an okay game, but it wasn't good enough yesterday, and it's not been good enough for a minute to be honest. And this, not this is the, this is a key difference between a quality footballer and someone who just lives in the chaos, because ultimately, when the game got chaotic, Hoybier looked decent because he can only play at a hundred mile an hour and amongst chaos, and that to me shows me that he's not of the standard that we need for a player that's going to control a game or keep us organised or any of those things that is synonymous with Conte Ball. So get this guy out of here, man. Get him out of here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, hey, hey, I can't believe Ali Go. Ali Go gave him nine out of ten. Tell me that. Ali Go, do you know how many times I've had to like? He doesn't even. He's a bit man. He's a bit yeah, man. No, no, no. Tell me that's a lie. He didn't do that. He didn't give him nine out of ten. It sounds like something he would do. And Ali Gold sometimes, yeah, because he's actually a Spurs fan. I didn't actually know that he was a Spurs. Oh yeah, I know he's a Spurs fan. Until until like a couple months back, and it makes so much sense now because some of the stuff, a lot of the times, he's quite like he he's quite like good at giving us facts on stuff that's actually happened but when it comes to like analyzing players he can be a little bit biased and he just starts rating players off what he believes they should be rated at instead of what's actually happened he was he was actually like it was oh. so bruno-esque his performance because he was honestly terrible <laughs> for like a good right. 90 minutes yesterday he was <laughs> terrible and that's coming from me he was actually oh, awful talk. So if you were in the stadium, yeah. So I, I'm gonna say something to viewers, yeah, and I know everyone's gonna agree with this. Watching football in the stadium and watching it on TV, two different feelings, yeah, two massive different feelings. You can go to the stadium and be like, nah, you know what? This guy he weren't too bad, you know. Calm down. I know it looked bad on t- on TV, but he was actually decent. Fam, on TV, he looked horrific. And I Bro. know Tobes was watching him in the stadium, was like, This guy's bad, you know. I even I even I even tapped it in, in, in some of our chats. Like he, there were times because the thing is like, it was what annoyed me was like there were so many times in the first half and second half where like they tried to play out from the back and 
he did the good thing, which is pressing them. He'd go to commit, he'd press, he'd win the 50-50, and then just play within your limitations. Just give it to someone who's better at these things than you. But no, he wants to be the one to try and dink it over the top to Harry Kane. He wants to play the hero ball like Bruno. I'm like, bro, you don't have the facilities, bro. Just chill. And then By there was the way, a big Oh, God. So I, I can confirm, he gave Hoybier a nine. He, he gave Harry Kane an eight. He's, he's crazy. That's crazy. I like Kelly, but that that is fucking crazy. Regular yeah, on a five and nine. That he gave regular on a five. He gave regular on a five. Hey, we gotta got get these legacy hey, guys out of here, bro. Captain Tobes, if you are Emerson and eight of all things, okay, no, I'm joking. By the end of next year. We're gonna be, bro. All right, call Ali onto the pod because you can't be giving man that a nine out of ten. I said, we don't have the capacity. He doesn't have the capacity, bruv. He doesn't have the capacity to play football, bruv. No, no. Hey, listen, big man. Even though my stream was behind, I'm gonna say something that was mad. Yeah, no, no, no. Because you man, you man, don't understand how crazy this was. That shit was in 2021, bro. There was there was a position of play, yeah, where um, I think it was Madison took the ball and turned. And Hoybier put his arms out like this, yeah, like he ran towards him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, let's Samba. Yeah, done all of this. And I promise you, my stream went blank, yeah? When it came back, the space between him and Madison was insane. And I said, Jesus, in a second, we've lost him. We've absolutely <laughs> lost the guy, bro. I said, no, I've had enough. I've had enough. Listen, Tobes, you're my brother, man. Seriously. And I know that it's Tobes today and not Ibot. So let Ibot know that I'm keeping an eye out just in case he's around, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is a massive L that you need to hold. Yeah. No, you, yet, never. You've been you've been legit to quit on this guy. And I told you he stinks more than 10-day-old poo. It's foul. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely foul, bro. That's foul, bro. He's horrible. Uh, I'm, not giving up. I'm not giving up. We need a you're guy not, like that. You're still league. not giving up. No, I'm not giving up. We need a guy like that in the team. I'm sorry. just to be there, you know. No, I'm not guys you bring I'm on for the last up. 10 no, minutes, see out the game. We need him. Huh? Yeah, we need a passion merchant, bro. We actually do. I can't lie. I can't lie. We've got one. We've got one. Lucas Moura. Lucas fucking Moura. Hey. Coins, 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 Bruv, you know what? He even tweeted about it today. He said, oh, sorry, I just got caught up in the euphoria. Nah, I'm like, bruv, bruv, was saying he has, to, he has to buy that fan a new hat. Nice. So he needs to get that guy a box seat, bro. I, I, yeah. I don't know, bro. If he bruv. if he does my hat, I'd have to punch him up. I'm sorry, man. It has to be a Let's talk about... Are we talking about Stevie? Stevie Wonder? Well, this is what I'm saying. I want to... I want to... I want to, I want to, before we move on. This is shameless, by the way, but yeah, fuck yeah, it. Very shameless. Very shameless. <laughs> oh, very, 
Listen, very shameless. Uh, before, yeah, before we move on to something else, I do want to obviously talk about the last 90 seconds. We've already alluded to the fact that most of us were unhappy with the substitutions. We thought Conte had got it wrong. We were annoyed, pissed off, frustrated, throwing our, our, our iPads or whatever out the window. Um, 84 minutes, 87 minutes. They announced five minutes of extra time. Um, we knew that obviously we were still creating chances. But we had people like Lasalso on the pitch, who we know his his shin pad has a better chance of scoring than the football. Um, so it's, it was one of them situations where it's getting tense. And again, we've seemed to have thrown the game away. Um, but here we are, Stevie Bergwijn, Stevie Wonder, right? Did you say Berg Nine or Bergwijn? <laughs> Call him what you will. Right, I will. It's his day today. It's, it's interesting for me because I was a very big fan of him. I, I held on to the docks as long as I could, and I, I sold them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I did sell all stocks, <laughs> and I said I'm done. But I'm done with him. Get rid of him. Don't care. He's played eleven times. I think I put it in the group today. He played eleven times this season. Scored three goals and one assist. Actually, you know, better than what he ever did before. Do we keep him? We don't know. Right, Tobes, I want to come to you first. Talk us through the last 90 seconds of that game in the in the ground. Bro, it was it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Because I think it was because the we what when Lucas Moore moved to left wing back, we were trying to get the ball out to him a lot and it wasn't working much, but it felt like we could try and get signed here. Um because we penned them in from like from probably like stoppage early stoppage time, um, probably like no, the middle part of the stoppage time. Like we actually penning them in and trying to create something. And I think at that point it was the last throw of the dice. He's already got three attackers on the pitch. Um, he's made all his changes, so it's like it's now or never. And I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't think Bergvan was looking good when he first came on. Like I wasn't impressed. Like he actually looked like a bit of a hindrance on the team because he just hadn't got to grips with the game yet. But then I, I was like, bruv, <laughs> I think it was, you know, it's probably the last goal. So I'll talk about the first goal. The first goal he scored first, not the second goal. The, fir- the first goal that he scored, yeah, like Matt Doherty had been making those runs all game, all game. But we just didn't really have anyone, especially when Winks went off. We just didn't really have anyone in the second half um, outside of Kane that could find him. Um, especially when the ball was in the middle part of the pitch, we didn't really have anyone with that foresight to just play that long ball and, and slide him through. So when he made that run, we're like, yo, play the pass, play the pass, play the pass. He's, he's literally making a run and he's played it and it's cleared. I think, was it Vestergaard or James Justin? Once it's cleared his head, we're thinking, oh shit. But then Doherty in Doherty fashion just fucking fumbles everything. We're thinking, fuck, you've cost us this this result. And from where we were sat, it actually looked like it hit his hit, it hit his arm. So I was ready for the ref to just blow the whistle. He didn't blow. And then Bergman just smashes it and then bang. Everyone is just going mental, going absolutely mental. But I love the fact that Steven Bergvine just literally, he he just picked the ball up. Him and Kane picked the ball up and said, yo, let's, let's try to get this winner. We're all celebrating. And by the time we're done celebrating, um, Tielemans is on the ball. Hoybier intercepts it, gives it to Kane. 
Kane slides him in, he scores, and then the rest was blackout. Like, it was absolutely <laughs> insane. Insane. Like, there were people, like, um, the people who were sat in the lower tier, like, like one or two people, they said, like, they got, like, like some guy, like, cracked his fingers. Some guy, like, he got an elbow to the face. Yeah, like, broken nose. Loads of people were, like, tumbling over, and, like, they didn't care because, like, the, it just went crazy. It went absolutely crazy. And where we were sat, right next to the home fans as well, yeah? So you had this old guy that was just giving it to the to the home fans, like, you fucking wankers. Because right, obviously they were singing Tottenham get battered everywhere they, everywhere they go. They were singing that. And then when we scored that goal, everyone started singing Leicester get battered everywhere they go. Oh, it was, <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, man. Brilliant. Bergwijn, Bergwijn has etched his name in like modern day sort of like folklore with that goal. Because I think that's a record now. That's like the... That's a record in the Premier League. Like no team, yeah. no team has been trailing at that stage of the game and then have gone on to win. So for whether people like it or hate it, he's actually gonna go down in the record books for that. It's nuts. Yeah. So Premier League years go. My yeah. brothers. <sighs> I've been waiting for this moment. I can't lie. <laughs> no, we, we went we went months and months and months of our fellow uh <laughs> Twitter gulag guy, Jack, lambasting this guy, saying that he's useless, like he called him a fat fuck, he's called him all sorts of names. <laughs> I'm really all out today. Listen, yeah, Bergwijn has the attributes to be a good attack attacker for Spurs. And he showed that under, under Jose Mourinho. I don't care what anyone says, to get yourself in positions to miss guilt edge opportunities shows that you're doing something right, right? So we can talk about end product all we want. But when he started against West Ham, we saw every single attribute this kid has. He's good when the ball is, is, is in areas where he can combine with other players. He's got the strength. He's got a bit of pace. He's got a bit of trickery. And he has enough vision to be able to play a killer ball, to release a man, or to slide it in for a goal, right? So when when I saw him come on, obviously as as the game pro progressed, he ended up closer to Kane, sort of uh, left that left wing position and started to play a lot more central. And we saw it. The guy's composed. Ah oh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't scream loud enough how proud of I, I am of this little guy, man. Like mm. honestly, like that is the type of performance. <clears throat> Everybody would have been hoping for, and he delivered in the most spectacular of fashion. Facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah. far as, like as, as fucking wonder, mate. Bro, as far as impacts, like with substitutes, we've we've lambasted like our, just our lack of like firepower off the bench. Like we don't really have game changers. So literally, when a manager brings you on to change the game, and you go out there and you literally flip the game on its head, like that is the best possible outcome we could have expected from Bergvine, honestly. Like, we were saying this on The Space yesterday. My feelings on Bergvine, I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying stocks and whatever. But in all honesty, if Antonio Conte rates this guy, yeah? Conte's come out and he's actually said he wants Bergvine to stay. He rates him. So, bruv, I'm just going to stick with the manager's directive here. I'm, I'm going to put my feelings on the player to the side. If they want to keep him, whatever. It is what it is, man. Hopefully they can, hopefully this, if, if we do keep him, hopefully this can be a springboard for more, man. It can, because we, it's, Bergwijn is not the first or last player to, 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 to look really poor in the Premier League um, and have that 
that season-defining game or whatever and then go on to do something great. Okay, I'm not saying he's going to be Ronaldinho, but listen, with Antonio Conte here, if a manager wants you and he's willing to, to keep you and work with you, then it's positive signs for Bergvine. If Conte can make something of fucking Victor Moses, then boy. Boy. This is the thing say? with um, Bergvan as well. Like I touched upon, when he was getting in these areas to score, playing on the Mourinho, he was a defensive winger on his unpreferred side as well. So, yeah, giving him credit for that and playing under Conte, Conte giving him his props as well. He knows he's an intelligent player who suits combinations. And we saw that in the West Ham Cup game as well. Um, so, to that point, I think he might even be a better fit for Conte's system currently than Human Son. Um, like overall, and seeing his general play, I think like Son's got a couple of goals, fair play. But like in terms of combination playing, someone who can play off the midfield, the wingbacks, and Kane, uh, it's exciting times for Bergwijn. Like hopefully he can kick on and showing that mentality to get the ball out of the net. Like I don't think. Tobes, you would have excused him if he celebrated the crowd instead of getting the ball out the net in the 95th minute for an equaliser. Um, but lo and behold, he, he <laughs> went straight back to the centre circle and we aren't a luck in that game overall. Uh, yeah. Bergfine, yeah. yeah I, I think he can kick on. I still think he... Yeah, I was, I was saying that. I think he's a better fit for this system than Sun is currently. I mean, uh, when like, you say I'll that, think, do you I'll mean like... Do you, yeah, go on, Tops, go on. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I still feel that he hasn't done enough. But, you know, based on yesterday's performance, based on the confidence it will give him, and also, even if we were to sell him, you know, what, what sort of attacker can we replace him with under 20 million uh, at this point in the January market? It's probably it's probably a bit too late in the market to even kind of consider that, and he does seem to suit the way Conte wants his attackers to play. I mean, for someone that I always call Mister Dripple or Drown, how about some goals and assists? <laughs> he gave me some goals and assists yesterday. He gave me some goals and assists. So yeah. you know what? I'm gonna give him that one. But I think the lights are still on him, though. The lights are still on him. Hey, I don't know. I feel like Conte should have bring him on. 10 15 minutes earlier, as well, though, like he did struggle to start nah. in the game and get to grips with it at first. But that tide was shifting, and nah, Conte got a little bit lucky right with the timing he brought him on. Nah. Fair play, but Conte he should have come on earlier. Right but I think he's me, got like, um, yeah, go on now, go on. For me, I'll be honest with you, you know, he we're all pronouncing his name wrong, innit? Yeah, you might not calling him Bergwijn, his name's Boyhug, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, crazy report. I thought his name was Boyhug, yeah. But real talk, yeah, I think he came on at the right time. I think he done great bits of work. But there's good news. There's good news, guys, that have just come through. Um, tier one source. So I thought I might as well say this. I think Dre put it in the comments. But Hugo has signed a two-year deal. Fantastic. And he's sober. And he's sober. Fantastic. Yeah, he's sober. There's nothing better <laughs> than sober Hugo. And you know when I knew he was sober? When he ran the length of the pitch and slapped man on the head and said, "Hey, you man, that's that's what I'm talking about, bro. That's a sober action. Because if he was waved, he'd have tripped at the halfway line. Trust me, I've seen <laughs> wave man before, bro. Yeah, yeah, that is nah, true. I, that I is think true. Good performance. Yeah, I mean, even even Hugo, he, he made some a couple of saves that were you know kept us in it. 
um, kept at him with a shout, <clears throat> and he's he's been that for for very, very um, long time for us at the club. Been doing that under Conte, definitely he's been playing very well. Um, it, it's it's a good it's a good sign when some of your worst players, your underperforming players, the players you want out, <clears throat> are the ones saving you. You know, uh, you got Hoiberg and and then <clears throat> Doherty, Matthew, as I now call him. Um, and, and Bergwijn linking up for that goal. Um, Hoiberg obviously making the pass to Kane for the third goal. Um, and obviously Kane slipped him in um, to Bergwijn to finish it off. And we all went crazy. You know, it, it was a good moment. And I think for me, the biggest emotion was the fact that we deserved it. Okay, we actually deserved it. We were peppering them. Yeah. We were playing Facts. very well for most Facts. of the game. You know, we got let down and it's clear. And I think, you know, Conte is probably even noticed this. If we don't have our best back line, then we're, we got issues. We got errors. You know, that, that's what happens. Um, and we saw that with their first goal. But let's not be too negative. We got the points. Games in hand FC. Um, we move on nicely. Um, we will preview um, the Chelsea game in a moment. But it's a small nature because there's a few things, there's a few comments I've, I've ignored over the past few past hour now that we've been talking just because we wanted to kind of save it till now um so there's some rumors coming in guys uh well we know that hugo's got his his deal which is great and that secures that uh, we need to get rid of galini he's rubbish um but now there's talks about um tongi tongi and domele going to psg um some people say it's a swap deal for wijnaldum some people say there's a swap deal for Pelades. i think that's how you pronounce it um there's also talk of us trying to hijack the Diego Carlos deal. Carlos deal. Um, Newcastle, obviously, as much as they got money, they've also got a relegation battle to deal with. Um, it's one of them ones. Also, there's talks and there's rumours flying about about us um, trying to aggressively move up the Kessie, Kessie or how people want to pronounce it, um, deal and move him in this month as opposed to a, a pre-contract deal for the summer. Um, I'm just going to quickly go around each uh, cast member, starting with Owen. Which one of those bits of news gets you the most excited? So we've got Hugo, a Tongi swap deal with PSG. Obviously, we've got Poch out there, special relationship. Um, Diego, Carlos, the defender, um, or uh, midfield, Kessie? Um I would say, I mean, Hugo Lloris's contract is massive news. From the eye test that I've given Diego Carlos here and there over the time, he seems rash, but we'll see on that. Um, but, yeah, I'd be more excited or most excited to see if we can get PSG to pay all of Ndombele's wages if this loan is as imminent as reported and um, use that money to try and do a deal for, for Kessier now. Um, I don't know how hard that would be while he's at the African Cup of Nations because I imagine uh, the Cote d'Ivory um, I've actually botched that pronunciation so I'm just going to say Ivory Coast <laughs> um, they're probably going to go close to all the way if not all the way so um, even that said I really hope we can do a deal <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry this sorry. month Sorry, I mean, I don't even know. Sorry, I mean, that is top level, bro. 
At some and point, we just leave with the Kesse thing, yeah? That was Joey Barton level French accent. Fucking hell. Hey, we even <laughs> added the accent. I owe your classic, you know. He said the ivory. He said the ivory. That was a DF pronunciation, man. Fucking hell. Oh, hey, Owen, I love it. I love uh-huh. it so much, bro. Oh, my chest, bro. Fabian, yeah? Thank you. <sighs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. Oh. Uh, we got to move on. we got to move on. Tops, what are you saying? What's your um, <laughs> What's your favourite? Oh, what's the most exciting thing there? Hugo, Tongi, um, or Kessie? Yeah, big, very happy that we managed to secure Lloris, if that's the case. Um, I think it's just massive important situation that we had to kind of get, get on top of. Uh, I mean, I still feel a certain way about Tongi at this point. Um, but I think if we can if we can sign Kessie, then that just gives us a bit more, you know, a bit more beef in the midfield. Um, a different profile of, of midfielder to what I think we kind of currently have. Um, and if we can may, maybe get him on a on a pre-contract, that probably be quite a good one to sort out as well. Um, I, I think like the wages are still kind of high-ish, but I suppose that's being offset by the fact that we won't be paying anything for him. So that, that's probably where I'm at. I mean, personally, I'm I, I've watched a fair bit of Kessie, and I'm not his biggest fan, but I mean, I'd like for him to prove me wrong. Um, and, I, and, I, and I, as I said, I feel like he's like a profile of midfielder that I feel just that we're missing at the moment. So it's interesting. It's interesting to <clears throat> to hear. Um, Yao, what about your your uh, perspective? Which which one gets you the most excited? I know you've always always been um, campaigning for Alcoholics Anonymous and sober um, sober Hugo. Um, is that the most exciting thing? Is it the fact that he's now with us for another two years? We can find a replacement, find someone who can really take over from him, um, or is it the midfield situation? Well, the midfield situation is a bit tricky because Kessie is. Uh, it's hard to really judge whether Kessie would suit us or the Premier League as a style. I mean, by just watching him, you'd expect so, but you know he's had some bad games and he's had some good games. Um, Paredes, I've not really seen much of him to be honest with you. I know he's tidy on the ball, that much I know. Um, but what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? Um, when you're under pressure, so uh, I'm not too sure on Paredes. So the midfield getting Tongi out the door doesn't really excite me because I'm like, we we need some sort of we need the defensive reinforcement, yeah. Like, honest to god, we can't keep hoping that, say, Dyer, for argument's sake, and Romero stay fit. We we need adequate replacement if they're not fit. I know Davis, and I'll give him his props, has done decent at left-sided centre-back, and we've been linked with Diego Carlos. Carlos is a bit of a madman, though. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 like a Pepe. You know, it, he, can be, he can be amazing, you know, defensively, and he can be horrific in the same light so i'm i'm not really sure we would want that um 
I don't want to say the Hugo deal is what excites me. I think probably what would be exciting is getting a player in um, and one that should hopefully um, benefit our team moving forward. I don't know who that player is going to be, to be honest with you. And everybody knows if it was up to me, it would be Vlaovic. End of discussion. <laughs> um, Paredes, um, Argentinian. Um, obviously, we all know the history, <clears throat> Ricky Villa and um, Ozzy Ardiles. We've got quite Ricky a nice Argentina. But we then go to Eric Lamella, Lenosho, Le <laughs> and maybe Paredes. Is, is this third time to charm? Is, is this an opportunity that we can't miss in terms of getting a PSG player in, or would we go for one album? Toby, what are you saying? If Conte wants him, then yeah, but I don't think Conte wants him. I think they're trying to offer him to us to try and get Endom. I just think with um, with Paredes, I think he's a really good passer of the ball. A very, very good passer of the ball. Um, but I could have sworn like he... He's not really the most like durable in terms of like staying fit. Um, when he was younger, he 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 was um, he was impressive. But I just think now coming to the Premier League, how old is he now? We're like twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Um, coming to this league is as we've seen with Thiago in last season and a couple other players. The intensity of this league cannot be taken lightly, and I just think. Paredes, whilst he's got the technical quality that we want in terms of passing, I don't know if he's got the the all-round um, mobility that Antonio Conte will need for him to play in a 3-4-3 um, position or even in a 3-5-2. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about that one, but he's not a player that I would be like looking at and saying, yeah, we Spurs have to sign him. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm. Interesting. Another Argentinian with an injury record. Not interested. Sorry. Um, <coughs> Sai. Um, <laughs> what are you saying, Sai? Hugo, Tongi, swap deal, or even just Tongi leaving. Um, Kessie or uh, Diego Carlos? Boy, um, I, I can't pretend that I'm, 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 I'm the guy that does scouting reports on players that don't play in the Premier League, especially. Um so I'm gonna keep it keep it sensible as possible here. If Tongi were to leave to PSG, a ripe and ready person to come in is Genie Wijnaldum, as far as I'm concerned. Someone who knows the league, someone who's played at a high level in the league, and who is, for all intents and purposes, a little bit out of favour where he's currently at. So that to me would be more interesting than going down the route of somebody who isn't durable, isn't league proven, would have that acclimatization period. We don't have time for that. Like leaning on Genie for a season and a half seems sensible to me. If we can get that type of deal in, in January market, that is traditionally very, very difficult to improve your squad. I'm all for that type of thing. But uh, as it stands, the Hugo Lloris uh, extension is the most exciting for me because I think we don't have any 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 sign of anyone better coming in anyone anytime soon. Goalkeepers are at a bit of a premium at the minute and he's shown that he's a safe pair of hands as well as a fantastic leader for us. So 
that just gives us a little bit of stability to carry us on on to next season and then we see what happens. I agree with Sai. Uh, every word, I agree with Sai. I think Lloris is the biggest one for me out of that list. None of those names. It's not like they're bad players, but none of those names like excite me. But again, it's just dependent on who Conte wants, who Conte doesn't want. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just hope that um, Hugo sprinting the whole uh, pitch yesterday hasn't <laughs> taken a year off his career um, at Spurs. Um, he hasn't injured his hamstring. Um, so, we've got another game. Another game, just a few days' time. Um before the international break. Um, Chelsea, for the third time this month. Previous two games have been disappointing, to say the least. Definitely a lack of fight, a lack of passion. Um, even Hoiberg couldn't do his um, his hand-waving and, and, getting, and summon any sort of um, Viking passion for us. What what are we looking for, guys? I mean, we're at the bridge. I think we won there once in 35 attempts. Um, probably the least favourite place for Spurs to go to. I'm not sure of the exact stats, but it's just not a happy hunting round for us. Does last night give us any sort of momentum? Does it give us any sort of hope? Do you think they can produce a similar, um, not necessarily dominating the game, but a similar performance of uh, the, that reluctance to give up um, and actually trying to push the agenda um, at the bridge this Sunday. Um, Tops, what do you reckon? Um, uh, like, like you said, man, history doesn't read well, to be honest with you, at Stamford Bridge. Um, we've not won there for a fair bit and we don't tend to play well there. So, whilst it's a game that I'm like, hey, it's a free hit, you know, we'll, we'll probably be brought right back down to reality on Sunday, I also kind of feel on the Conte, you've had two times to play them. So, you know, you, you have a, an idea now, really, like how they're probably going to approach it, what sort of style they're going to play, even like the kind of profile of players that they have, you know, in terms of with the way they change their teams in both fixtures against us. So, I would kind of hope that like, you know, two bites of the apple, uh, maybe a third bite could give us a bit more of a better chance in this game that we can maybe have a bit more of a of, of a plan and the fact that we've played them so often this month maybe puts us in a better <coughs> position to to definitely perform better than we have. I mean, winning there is a completely different thing. But at this point, um, if I could if I could finish this run of games with a draw at Stamford Bridge, I'd take that. I'd take it. But Happily. again, um, it's, you know, history speaks for itself. And generally in this league, um, the stats really don't lie. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen, what, what about you? You're always Mr. Positive. Um, we know that because you've been back in Winks, even when Winks stocks weren't even available in the market. Um, <laughs> what what are you saying? You know, is, is this, you know, we did a bit of a foxtrot last night. Um what, do you reckon we're going to do a, a nice dance at the bridge this weekend? Why have you got to make this with foxes? Because I'm a hunter, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Those were pheasants. So huh? Four, yeah, well, both, really. Um, <laughs> especially in that area. Um, yeah, away to Chelsea, man. Like I, I can only really hope for like a, like a brave performance, in all honesty, because... Once again, like Chelsea are just better than us. 
Um, like someone said in the comments, like I would snap anyone's hand off for a point happily. Um, but a brave performance which sees uh, Chelsea's quality shine through in a potential win and then exacerbated the need for some urgency in the transfer market isn't the worst thing to happen either. So, yeah, as long as we can actually not turn over our back and let Chelsea um, pack us in this time, pause if need be, then I'm happy. (laughs) But I'm not expecting anything. Yeah, it's a tough one. The tough one. It'll be good to get a goal. Um, It'll be good to get a goal against them. Um, it's been what we played them. Um, this is the fourth time this season, and we've not scored yet. Then we probably conceded uh, what eight or something like that. Um, Tobes, are you, are you, I'm assuming you'll probably be there. I don't know if you're going to the game. Um, what's the deal? 50, what do you reckon? 50 50. Uh, if I go, I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Um, but in all honesty, I'm expecting, I'm, I'm not expecting a win. Like, I think. I think Spurs will even do well there to get a point. But what I am expecting that I've taken encouragement from after yesterday is at least some fight. That is something that we've not shown at all in the previous three appearances that we've had against Chelsea this season. We literally got, well, maybe a little bit in the, in the first half in the home game, but we got slapped 3-0 in the league at home. We lost 2-0 away, should have been more. And then we lost 1-0 at home. So... Um, just Get give us some fight. <laughs> <laughs> just give us some fight, please. Like, make it a competitive game. Like, don't just give them the points. Like, we know that it's they've got the better side. We know that they've got better options off the bench. But just give us a reason um, for, for for some optimism, man. And that that's all I that's all I ask for. Like, no Spurs fan in their right mind is going to tell you, oh yeah, Spurs should go there and win. Like, that's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. They're, they're, they're third in the league for a reason, but it's a game that means something to us as much as it means something to them, not just because it's Chelsea, but because we're also fighting for top four as well. And if you're fighting for top four, this is a ground you've got to go to and actually put in a good performance or put in a respectable performance. So that's all I'm <clears throat> hoping for. Give me that and let's see where we go from there. Yeah. You're probably the opposite to Owen in terms of where Owen might be. Uh, Mr. Positive buying stocks for Winks when there's not even available on the market. Yeah, you've probably sold every single stock and every single player in our squad. Tell them to come on down. Um, come on down to the bridge this weekend. What happens at the bridge? Are we going to get thrown under the bridge? Left six feet under? Or do you reckon uh, it's just a bridge over troubled water? That's enough bridge jokes for today. Decent. I'm not going to lie. I'm tickled. <laughs> uh, what I will say is, I know everyone's saying it'll be good to go come out of there with a draw and all that kind of stuff. Um, we are trying to get back into the top four. We're trying to get back into the Champions League. And what I'm going to say is probably going to sound ludicrous, but we have to win. Um, I don't think there's any wiggle room for... Any defeats? I know we got games in hand, but I I don't even think a draw. Um, I mean, a draw doesn't kill us in terms of momentum, but we we need to actually start kicking on as a team. 
Um, I know there's players that need to be sold. But we have to win. Um, and the thing is, Chelsea haven't looked good. And neither have we against them. Yeah. It, mm. In terms of like probability, we're due a good game against them. We're actually due one, just on, on the basis of how many times we face them. One in four. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way in a blue moon I want to see Spurs get swept by them bastards on the west side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> I don't want to see it. So I'm hoping the lads are really up for that. Um, and deliver. That's that's pretty much it for me. I'm I'm really I'm I'm going into it with a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. Wow. Wow. One Bergwine winner and my man talking about hope. Sai, um Toby mentioned earlier that um you'd have to be a crazy Spurs fan to um to think we're gonna go there and get a result. Um I saw your face when he said that. So reaction. Are crazy you a crazy things Spurs are fan? happening. Crazy things <laughs> are happening. <laughs> That's a bang song. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. We... Why are you singing that song, brother? <laughs> <laughs> if you, you know, if you know, <laughs> you know. Hey, listen. We're 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 delving into the part of the season where. When we are successful, relatively speaking, we tend to do pretty well. And we pick up some unexpected results along the way. Leicester was an unexpected result, so we may have blown our load. Pause. But at the same time, as as, 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 as we've gone through, if you play a team four times, you should figure out the conundrum at least to an extent. I would argue... This game is a bit of a free hit for us in terms of we're not expected to win. We've disgraced ourselves three times. We're on a bit of a bounce. Why not just go there and be brave? Why not? If we can get if we can get a, a, a tune out of the guys that played last night, we will look substantially better than we did before. Because ultimately we went to the bridge with Hodgepodge Pakosh. Uh, lineups and didn't really put together anything that had any sort of cohesion to it and we can't have expected a result in any of those games especially with fixture congestion and, and games in hand and not really having any certainty about who we could field in those games so I'm fairly confident that we'll do better which could end up in a draw Who's to say we can't go there and, and act like KRS one in the nineties and say the bridge is over, the bridge is over, and walk out there with what my head held high? What I would love reference. it. I would love that. I, I would absolutely love that. Um, yeah. and I would be singing that song on next week's pod. One hundred percent. Right. So we're gonna do score predictions and then we will bounce. Um, it's been a pleasure as ever. Make sure you guys are fully locked into us on all socials, follow all the accounts both the personal ones and the group one, um, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Make sure you're, you're signing up to that. There's content coming out all the time. Um, so we're going to go around. Yao, what's your score prediction? 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs. That's that hope talking. Tops. 
One, one. One, one. One, one. Okay. Owen? I'll go for a one, one as well. I thought you were about to say 4 1. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, wow. They're positive in those four. Um, nope. Toby. I'm, I'm in Tops and Owens camp. I'm going for 1 1. I think we can sneak a draw, man. They've not been that good recently. So, yeah. I'm going for 2 2. Sai, what are you saying? Hey, man. Let's live in chaos, bro. A 3-2 Spurs win. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> Twice in a week. Twice um, in a week. Let's just do nice, chaos. Pure, unadulterated chaos. Like, fight tactics. Let's let's put pressure on them to sack Tuchel. That's what I want to see. Wow. I want to see it. It's looking shaky, shaky over there, man. It is looking, it is looking shaky. It is, it is, it is, it is. Right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for everyone who who has tuned in, even Jay Spurs, who forgot it was Thursday um, and turned up a bit late. But if you're here, you're listening, and if you're tuning in maybe at the weekend, it's been a pleasure. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Trebles, a.k.a. Don Antonio, um, in honour of the Godfather himself. I'm here with Syed, Hobes, Yao, Tops, Owen. We have been the NSO, New Spurs Order. Make sure you're locked in. Keep it locked. We'll be back next week. Peace. Bless. Peace. Peace. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Podcast Network.